<laughs> I'm going to read scripture today. <laughs> well, maybe, we, maybe you're not. <laughs> yeah, man. We thought it would be a good thing, and maybe it's not a good thing, but at the time, we it, 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 it yeah. sounded like a good you idea. Tried to give me a job. Yeah, uh, that this whole ladder, character ladder, is built on several scriptures. None, none of the scriptures more central than Philippians 2. Yeah. And we thought it would be good to stop and have David read the verses that are pertinent to this ladder. Okay, this is Philippians 2. I'm going to start in verse 5 and go through verse 11. This is the New American Standard. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Mm. A remarkable paragraph. And if you follow the rungs from humility all the way to exaltation, you'll see the process that we're going through. Uh, thanks, David. I had this question from last time. We didn't get to it. And the question is, why is character shaped primarily by trust, that mm. is, by humility? I know I talked a lot last time. I'll start with it this time. Um, I, th I think the primary reason for that is is that me, by myself, have only me to evaluate how I'm doing. Have only me to evaluate how I'm doing. <laughs> That's all I got. And that view is always distorted. Always distorted. When I trust, I am literally reaching out beyond me. I'm inviting God and others into who I am. And when I do that, my character is both revealed and developed. That's what happens, because I am known. Now, if I am afraid to be known because of my shame... Therefore, I'm unwilling to be a person who trusts. So I, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a cocoon, self-made. Mm -hmm. But when I trust, something happens. I am opening me up to you. And there's a risk, obviously. Huge risk. But if I get that part right, what happens is being known, and as we teach in other contexts, and being known to this point where I actually see me as God sees me, that forms me. That forms my character. It actually develops a process of my maturing. So trust, again, as we said last week, as David was asking about that obedience, trust is foundational to the development of my character because it opens the door of my life to others. And, and without that, I cannot mature. I will not grow up. My character cannot be formed. Children, 
and not just children, but adults, Christians who are new in the faith, who go into churches where they are not allowed to be who they are, will not mature. Now, why is it that most churches are then like that? What What is because what is this behavior deal? looks really good on the day-to-day. I mean, it, you, you get fooled into thinking that as long as they're doing well and they're not hitting and they're not, then obviously they must be climbing this little ladder of good, you know, behavior yeah. and good. If you just keep them in the box, then they'll stay in the box their whole lives. Well, they might stay in a box. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So behavior looks like character. It often does. Yeah. And bad behavior well, I think we would all say, well, that looks like bad character. Yeah. Well, somewhere there's a disconnect in there. I'm not quite sure what it is, but... Yeah. but why don't most discipleship or formation programs start with humility, like this scripture you just read, why, or this latter? Why don't they start Here's there? why I think it is. I think it's because the person doing the mentoring has no intention of being loved, only <laughs> of dispensing love. And I'm not trying to say that bad. I used to be really bitter about all this, but now it just makes sense to me. You have something to offer, and you have no intention of letting that person love you. Not because you might not, if you saw that there was something there, but you don't view it, you don't risk it, you're not willing to do it, and therefore it's not a two-way relationship, and Mm -hmm. so you're not... Neither one of you is growing up in the process. I I guess the person being mentored still could be, but they might pass that person right by because they chose to trust somebody. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, something else, the whole time that we've been talking, have this attitude in yourself that was in Christ Jesus. Jesus really didn't have to develop his character. He had to mature, but as a, from a child, but, but he, he was already perfect. He was already going to be without sin. He was already fully righteous. He never not trusted God. That's right. And, and it did something It did something later that we see in him um, in a different way. It revealed that he was trustworthy. Mm-hmm. The fact that he mm-hmm. wouldn't pull rank, that he wouldn't usurp his role, that, that he, although appearing in the form of God, did not count that to, to, to be his ace and all. Everybody watched it and said, then you are safe for me. Yeah. You are safe for me. And I will Amen. entrust myself to you. So in that same way, to have that attitude in crisis, there's a lot of people needing you to be safe for them. Watch what Christ did because when he didn't demand how incredible to not demand that you think I'm great because I, I'm God, and yet he, and he yet he stayed and he obeyed under his Father, and people flocked around him to mm-hmm. trust him. Yeah. And so I, I think some of that attitude to have is is because people will need to trust you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that when you trust, you become safe, and most people I think would say that. Well, someone's safe when they don't judge me. Well, that's what grace is. Well, even greater than that is watching someone have the humility to trust God and others with them. And that's truly what makes them safe. And probably as an offshoot, makes them far less judgmental, if, if that is one of your measurements. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, Bruce, in a real practical way, there's, a, there's a, like a seduction 
to have a discipleship program where we measure how well people are doing Mm -hmm. by giving them tasks that they can perform. And therefore, they must be growing up. Mm -hmm. No, no. Unless, Unless the discipleship program has in its foundation a process of trusting, nobody grows up. But we sure, as David said earlier, we sure look good. Mm-hmm. And then I want to reflect, John, on what you said, because I thought it was something I just wanted us to repeat. Jesus, in his trusting God, in his maturity, became somebody worth trusting. Yeah. So there's a goal to this even. Yeah. yeah. There's really a goal to this. It, it's like as a leader, as a person with influence, how do I affect others? How do I affect them? And if I am a person with humility who is trusting God, then I will affect them for their good, not mine. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. You know, I have, I have several questions that really? probably have to. You do, yeah, first? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I think we have right to hold. You know, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, that we'll probably have to hold for next time because. Um, the, the, well, the first question is, it says in the scripture that Jesus entrusted himself to no one. Yeah. Okay. But he did let people meet his needs on multiple occasions. So he right. must have trusted them in some way. What, what is, um, maybe we can get to that one question this time, and then I'll ask my questions next week. Um, well, there, what about uh, that? What, there, what is that? Uh, let me answer, at least yeah. try to take answer the first part of that. We talk all the time that, there are many things that I don't want you to trust me for, and I don't want to pretend that I'm someone that you can trust for. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I, I think Jesus did entrust himself to the love of Mary. Mm-hmm. I think he, of did, he did. did definitely entrust himself, but knew that he could not entrust his being saved on that day, protected on that day, right. being, uh, that they would understand his relationship between the Pharisees and the the, the rulers who were going to yeah. take his life. I, I can't. That's that's the Father and I. Yeah. But so I, in that sense, I can't entrust myself to any man yeah. on that yeah. level. But oh, do I entrust myself to the love? That's why. That's why it devastates him when Peter he looks across right. the yard and all of those relationships. But he entrusted himself to the love of all, but not to their capacity to be able to protect him or understand him yes. uh, in in what was coming in those three years. Now, just to follow on that, if he, in his trust of God, realized that he couldn't entrust himself to his parents for certain things that he right. was called to, right. um, what what did he do? And what do we do when we have a sense that I think God is calling me this way, but my friends or my family uh, think God is directing me this way? What what do I do with that? Uh, is that for next week? I think it is. Okay. Think so. Okay. Yeah. Good. You you surface that when when you talk to me about yes, indeed, he trusted That's himself right. to That's the right. love of his parents, of Mary, but there were certain things. That's right. Where he set his face resolutely. And he didn't change. Get uh, behind me, person without capacity in this area. <laughs> 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 so for next week, see you at Bo's Cafe. Bye, you guys. Got a little heavy today. <laughs> <laughs>